You can support Sapphire Planet by visiting the online store at sapphireplanet.com. Welcome. Your journey is just beginning. You are now in the Sapphire Planet. The Anthropocene extinction, also known as the Holocene extinction, is the ongoing extinction event of species during the present Holocene epoch, mainly due to human activity. The large number of extinctions span numerous families of plants and animals, including mammals, birds, amphibians, reptiles, and arthropods. With widespread degradation of highly biodiverse habitats, such as coral reefs and rainforests, as well as other areas. The vast majority of these extinctions is thought to be undocumented. According to the species area theory and based on upper bound estimating, the present rate of extinction may be up to 140,000 species per year making it the greatest loss of biodiversity since the Cretaceous-Paleogene event extinction. The Anthropocene extinction includes the disappearance of large land animals known as megafauna starting at the end of the last ice age. Megafauna outside the African continent which did not evolve alongside humans, provided highly sensitive to the introduction of new predation, and many died out shortly after, year, after early humans began spreading and hunting across the earth. Additionally, many African species have gone extinct in the Anthropocene. These extinctions occur near the Pleistocene-Holocene boundary are sometimes referred to as the quaternary extinction event. The arrival of humans on different continents coincides with megafaunal extinction, 
The most popular theory is that human overhunting of species added to existing stress conditions. Although there is debate regarding how much human predation affected their decline, certain population declines have been directly correlated with human activity, such as the extinction events of New Zealand and Hawaii. Aside from humans, climate change may have been a driving factor in the megafaunal extinctions, especially at the end of the Quaternary. The ecology of humanity has been noted as being that of an unprecedented global super predator that regularly preys on adults of other apex predators and has worldwide effects on food webs. Extinctions of species have occurred on every land mass and ocean, with many famous examples within Africa, Asia, Europe, Australia, North and South America, and on smaller islands too. Overall, the Anthropocene extinction can be characterized by the human impact on the environment. The Anthropocene extinction continues into the 21st century with meat consumption, overfishing, ocean acidification, and the amphibian crisis being a few broader examples of an almost universal cosmopolitan decline in biodiversity. A ballooning human population, along with a profligate consumption, are considered to be the primary drivers of this rapid decline. The Anthropocene extinction, also known as the Sixth Extinction, or the Holocene Extinction, due to it being the sixth mass extinct event after the Ordovician Cerulean extinction events, the late Devonian extinction, the Permian Triassic extinction event, the Triassic Jurassic extinction event, and the Cretaceous Paleogene extinction event. There is no general agreement on where the Holocene or anthropogenic extinction begins and the Quaternary extinction event, which includes climate change resulting in the end of the last ice age, ends, or if they should be considered separate events at all. Some have suggested that the anthropogenic extinctions may have begun as early as when the first modern humans spread out of Africa between 100,000 and 200,000 years ago, which is supported by a rapid megafaunal extinction following recent human colonizations in Australia, New Zealand, and Madagascar, in a similar way that any large adaptable predator moving into a new ecosystem would. In many cases, it is suggested that even minimal hunting pressure was enough to wipe out large fauna, particularly on geographically isolated islands. Only during the most recent parts of the extinction have plants also suffered large losses.
In the future of life, E.O. Wilson of Harvard calculated that if the current rate of human disruption of the biosphere continues, one half of Earth's higher life forms will be extinct by the year 2100. A 1998 poll conducted by the American Museum of Natural History found that 70% of biologists acknowledge the existence of the anthropogenic extinction. Numerous scientific studies, such as the 2004 report published in Nature and papers authored by the IUCN's annual Red List of Threatened Species, have since reinforced this conviction. At present, the rate of extinction of species is estimated at 100 to 1,000 times higher than the base or historically typical rate of extinction in terms of natural evolution of the planet. And also, the current rate of extinction is, therefore, 10 to 100 times higher than any of the previous mass extinction in the Earth's history. It is also the only known mass extinction of plants. Some scientists estimates the current extinction rate may be 10,000 times the background extinction rate. Nevertheless, most scientists predict as much lower extinction rate than this outlying estimate. The current rate of species extinction is about 100 times the natural rate for plants. Mass extinctions are characterized by the loss of at least 75% of species within a geologically short period of time. In a pair of studies published in the year 2015, extrapolation from observed extinction of Hawaiian snails led to the conclusion that 7% of all species on Earth may have been lost already. The abundance of species extinctions considered anthropogenic or due to human activity have sometimes, especially when referring to hypothesized future events, been collectively called the Anthropocene extinction. Anthropocene is a term introduced in 2000. It is now posited by some that a new geological epoch has begun, characterized by the most abrupt and widespread extinction of a species since the Cretaceous-Paleogene extinction event 66 million years ago. The term Anthropocene is used by a few scientists and some commentators may refer to the current and projected future extinctions as part of a longer Holocene extinction. The Holocene-Anthropocene boundary is contested, with some commentators assessing significant human influence on climate from what much of what is normally regarded as the Holocene Epoch. Other commentators place the Holocene-Anthropocene boundary 
at the Industrial Revolution, while also saying that formal adaptation of this term in the near future will largely depend on its utility, particularly to Earth scientists working on the late Holocene successions. It has been suggested that human activity has made the period following the mid-20th century different enough from the rest of the Holocene to consider it a new geological epoch known as the Anthropocene, which was considered for implementation into the timeline of Earth's history by the International Commission on Stratigraphy in 2016. In order to constitute the Holocene as an extinction event, scientists must determine exactly when the anthropogenic greenhouse gas emissions began to measurably alter natural atmospheric levels at global scale and when these alterations called changes in global climate. Employing chemical proxies from Antarctic ice cores, researchers have estimated the fluctuations of carbon dioxide and methane gas in the Earth's atmosphere for the late Pleistocene and Holocene epochs. Based on studies that the estimated fluctuations of carbon dioxide and methane in the atmosphere using chemical proxies from Antarctic ice cores, general argumentation of when the peak of the Anthropocene occurred pertains to the time frame within the previous two centuries typically beginning within the Industrial Revolution, when greenhouse gas levels were recorded by contemporary methods at its highest. The Anthropocene extinction is mainly caused by human activity. Extinction of animals, plants, and other organisms caused by human action may go back as far as the late Pleistocene, over 12,000 years ago. There is a correlation between megafaunal extinction and the arrival of humans and human population growth, most prominently in the past two centuries, is regarded as one of the underlying causes of extinction. Megafauna was once found on every continent of the New World and large islands such as New Zealand and Madagascar. But it is now almost exclusively found on the continent of Africa, with notable comparisons on Australia, the islands previously mentioned experienced population crashes and trophic cascades shortly after its earliest human settlers. It has been suggested that the African megafauna survived as they evolved alongside humans. The timing of South American megafaunal extinction does not appear to correspond to human arrival, although the possibility of whether human activity at the time may have impacted the global climate enough to cause such an extinction has been suggested. It has been noted, in the face of such evidence, humans are unique in ecology 
as an unprecedented global super predator, regularly preying on large numbers of fully grown terrestrial and marine apex predators, and with a great deal of influence over food webs and climatic systems worldwide. Although significant debate exists as how to, as how much human predation and indirect effect contributed to prehistoric extinctions, certain population crashes have been directly correlated with human arrival. Human civilization flourished in accordance to the efficiency and the intensification of prevailing subsistence systems. Local communities that acquire more subsistence strategies increased in number to combat competitiveness pressures of land utilization. Therefore, the Holocene developed competition on the basis of agriculture. The growth of agriculture then introduced newer means of climate change, pollution, and ecological development. Habitat destruction by humans, including oceanic devastation, such as through overfishing and contamination, and the modern modification and destruction of vast tracts of land and river systems around the world to meet solely human-centered ends, with 13% of the Earth's ice-free land surface now used as row crop agricultural sites, 26% used as pastures, and 4% as urban industrial areas thus replacing the original local ecosystems. Other related human causes of the extinction include deforestation, hunting, pollution, the introduction in various regions of non-native species, and the widespread transmission of infectious diseases spread through livestock and crops. Recent investigations about hunter-gatherer landscape burning has a major implication for the current debate about the timing of the Anthropocene and the role that humans may have played in the production of greenhouse gases prior to the Industrial Revolution. Studies on early hunter-gatherers raises questions about the current use of the population size or density as a proxy for the amount of land clearance and anthropogenic burning that took place in pre-industrial times. Scientists have questioned the correlation between population size and early territorial alterations. A research paper in 2009 makes the case that early farmers involved in systems of agriculture used more land per capita than growers later in the Holocene who intensified their labor to produce more food per unit of area, thus per laborer, arguing that the agricultural involvement in rice production 
implemented thousands of years ago by relatively small populations, have created significant environmental impacts through large-scale means of deforestation. While a number of human-derived factors are recognized as potentially contributing to atmospheric rising concentrations of CH4 and CO2, deforestation and territorial clearance practices associated with agriculture development may be contributing most to these concentrations globally. Scientists that are employing a variance of archaeological and paleoecological data argue that the process contributing to substantial human modification of the environment spanned many thousands of years ago on a global scale and thus not originating as early as the Industrial Revolution. Gaining popularity on this uncommon hypothesis stipulates that in the early Holocene 11,000 years ago, atmospheric carbon dioxide and methane levels has fluctuated in a pattern which was different from the Pleistocene epoch before it. It is argued that the patterns of the significant decline of CO2 levels during the last ice age of the Pleistocene inversely correlates to the Holocene, where there has been dramatic increases of CO2 around 8,000 years ago, and methane levels 3,000 years after that. The correlation between the decreased CO2 in the Pleistocene and the increase of it during the Holocene implies the causation of this spark of greenhouse gases into the atmosphere was the growth of human agriculture during, during the Holocene as the anthropogenic expansion of human land use and irrigation. Human arrival in the Caribbean around 6,000 years ago is correlated with the extinction of many species. Examples include many different genres of ground and arboreal sloths across all the islands. These sloths were generally smaller than those found on the South American continent. Megalochmus were the largest genus and weighed up to 200 pounds. Acrotonus were medium-sized relatives of the modern two-toed sloths endemic to Cuba. Magogachnus, also of Cuba, Neonus, and many others are now all extinct. Recent research based on archaeological and paleontological digs on different on 70 different Pacific Islands has shown that numerous species became extinct as people moved across the Pacific starting 30,000 years ago in the Bismarck Archipelago and the Solomon Islands. 
It is currently estimated that among the bird species of the Pacific, some 2,000 species have gone extinct since the arrival of humans, representing a 20% drop in the biodiversity of birds worldwide. The first settlers are thought to have arrived in the islands between 300 and 800 AD with European arrivals in the 16th century. Hawaii is notable for its endemism of plants, birds, insects, mollusks, and fish. 30% of its organisms are endemic. Many of its species are endangered or have gone extinct, primarily due to accidentally introduced species and livestock grazing. Over 40% of its bird species have gone extinct, and it's the location of 75% of extinctions in the United States. Extinction has increased in Hawaii over the last 200 years and is relatively well documented, with extinctions among native snails used as estimates for global extinction rates. Australia was once a home to a large assemblage of megafauna, with many parallels to those found on the African continent today. Australia's fauna is characterized by primarily marsupial mammals and many reptiles and birds, all existing as giant forms until recently. Humans arrived on the content continent very early, about 50,000 years ago. The extent human arrival contributed is controversial. Climatic drying of Australia 40 to 60,000 years ago was an unlikely cause, and it was less severe in speed or magnitude than previous regional climate change, which failed to kill off megafauna. Extinctions in Australia continued from original settlement until today in both plants and animals, while many more animals and plants have declined or are endangered. Due to the older time frame and the soil chemistry on the content, continent, very little subfossil preservation evidence exists relative to elsewhere. However, continent-wide extinction of all genera weighing over 100 kilograms and six of seven genera weighing between 45 and 100 kilograms occurred around 46,000 years ago or 4,000 years after human arrival. And the fact that megafauna survived until a later date on the island is Tasmania following the establishment of a land bridge suggests direct hunting or anthropogenic ecosystems disrupted such as fire stick farming are the likely causes. The first evidence of direct human predation leading to extinction in Australia was published in the year 2016.
Within 500 years of arrival of humans, between 2,500 and 2,000 years ago, nearly all of Madagascar's distinct, endemic, and geographically isolated megafauna became extinct. The largest animals of more than 150 kilograms or 330 pounds were extinct very shortly after the first human arrival, with large and medium-sized species dying out after prolonged hunting pressure from an expanding human population, moving into more remote regions of the island around a thousand years ago. Smaller fauna experienced initial increases due to decreased competition, and then the subsequent declines over the last 500 years. All fauna weighing over 10 kilograms or 22 pounds died out. The primary reason for this are human hunting and habitat loss from early artification, both of which persist and threaten Madagascar's remaining taxa today. The eight or more species of elephant birds, giant flightless ratites on the genre Apenorus and the Molinorus are extinct from overhunting, as well as 17 species of lemur, known as giant subfossil lemurs. Some of these lemurs typically weighed over 150 kilograms or over, 100, or over 330 pounds, and fossils have provided evidence of human butchery on many species. New Zealand is characterized by its geographic isolation and island biogeography, and has been isolated from mainland Australia for 80 million years. It was the last large landmass to be colonized by humans. The arrival of Polynesians settled around the 12th century resulted in the extinction of all the island's megafaunal birds within several hundred years. The last moa, large flightless ratites, became extinct within 200 years of the arrival of the human settlers. The Polynesians also introduced the Polynesian rat. This may have put some pressure on other birds, but at the time of the Europe early European contact, in the 18th century and colonization in the 19th century, the bird life was prolific. With them, the Europeans brought ship rats, possums, cats, and mustlids, which decimated native bird life, some of which had adapted flightlessness and ground nesting habits and others had no defense behavior as a result of having no extant endemic mammalian predators. The kakapo, the world's largest, biggest parrot, which is flightless, now only exists in managed breeding sanctuaries. And the New Zealand national emblem, the kiwi, is on the endangered bird list. There has been a debate as to the extent 
to which the disappearance of megafauna at the end of the last glacial period can be attributed to human activities by hunting or even by slaughter of prey populations. Discoveries at Monte Verde in South, South America and at Meadowcroft Rock Shelter in Pennsylvania have caused a controversy regarding the Clovis culture. There likely would have been human settlements prior to the Clovis culture, and the history of humans in the Americas may extend back many thousands of years before the Clovis culture. Clovis culture. The amount of correlation between human arrival and megafauna extinction is still being debated. For example, in Wrangell Island in Siberia, the extinction of dwarf woolly mammoths approximately in the year 2000 BC did not coincide with the arrival of humans, nor did megafaunal mass extinctions on the South American continent. Although it has been suggested climate changes introduced by anthropogenic efforts elsewhere in the world may have contributed. Comparisons are sometimes made between recent extinctions, approximately since the Industrial Revolution, and the Pleistocene extinction near the end of the last glacial period. The Pleistocene extinction is simplified by the extinction of large herbivores, such as the woolly mammoth and the carnivores that preyed on them. Humans of this era actively hunted the mammoth and the mastodon, but it's not known if this hunting was the cause of the subsequent massive ecological changes, widespread extinctions, and climate changes. The ecosystems encountered by the first Americans had not been exposed to human interaction and may have been far less resilient to human-made changes than the ecosystems encountered by the industrial area humans. Therefore, the actions of the Clovis people, despite seeming insignificant by today's standards, could indeed have been a profound effect on the ecosystem and wildlife which was entirely unused to human influence. Africa experienced the smallest decline in megafauna compared to other continents. This is presumably due to the idea that Afro-Eurasianism megafauna evolved alongside humans and thus developed a healthy fear of them, unlike the comparatively tame animals of other continents. Unlike other continents, the megafauna of Eurasia went extinct over a relatively long period of time, possibly due to climate fluctuations, fragmenting, and decreasing populations, leaving them vulnerable to over-exploitation, as with the bison. 
The warming of the Arctic region caused the rapid decline of grasslands, which had a negative effect on the grazing megafauna of Eurasia. Most of what once was mammoth steppe has been converted to mire, rendering the environment incapable of supporting them, notably the woolly mammoth. One of the main theories to extinction is climate change. The climate change theory has suggested that a change in climate near the end of the late Pleistocene stressed the megafauna to the point of extinction. Some scientists favor abrupt climate change as the catalyst for the extinction of the megafauna at the end of the Pleistocene. But there are many who believe increased hunting from early modern humans also played a part, with, with others even suggesting that the two interacted. However, the annual mean temperature of the current interglacial period for the last 10,000 years is no higher than that of previous interglacial periods. Yet some of the same megafauna survived similar temperature increases. In the Americas, a controversial explanation for the shift in climate is presented under the Younger Dryas Impact Hypothesis, which states that the impact of comets cooled global temperatures. Megafauna play a significant role in the lateral transport of mineral nutrients in an ecosystem tending to translocate them from areas of higher to those of lower abundance. They do so by their movement between the time they consume the nutrient and the time they release it through elimination or to a much lesser extent through decomposition after death. In South America's Amazon basin, it is estimated that such lateral diffusion was reduced over 98% following the megafaunal extinction that occurred roughly 12,500 years ago. Given that phosphorus availability is thought to limit productivity in much of the region, the decrease in its transport from the western part of the basin and from floodplains both of which derive their supply from the uplift of the Andes, to other areas is thought to have significantly impacted the region's ecology, and the effects may not have yet reached their limits. The extinction of mammoths allowed grasslands they had maintained through grazing habits to become birch forests. The new forests and the resulting forest fires may have reduced climate change. Such disappearances might be the result of proliferation of modern humans. Large populations of mega herbivores have the potential to contribute greatly to the atmospheric concentration of methane, which is an important greenhouse grass, gas. Modern ruminant herbivores produce methane as a byproduct of foregut fermentation and digestion, 
and release it through belching or flatulence. Today, around 20% of annual methane emissions come from livestock methane release. In the Mesozoic, it has been estimated that sauropods could have emitted 520 million tons of methane to the atmosphere annually, contributing to the warmer climate of the time, which was up to 10 degrees Celsius warmer than at the present. This large emission follows from the enormous estimated biomass of sauropods and because methane production of individual herbivores is believed to be almost proportional to their mass. Recent studies have indicated that the extinction of megafaunal herbivores may have caused a reduction in the atmospheric methane. This hypothesis is relatively new. One study examined the methane emissions from bison that occupied the Great Plains of North America before contact with European settlers. The study estimated that the removal of the bison caused a decrease as of much as 2.2 million tons per year. Another study examined the change in methane concentration in the atmosphere at the end of the Pleistocene epoch after the extinction of megafauna in the Americas. After early humans migrated to the Americas around 13,000 years ago, their hunting and other associated ecological impacts led to the extinction of many megafaunal species there. Calculations suggest that this extinction decreased methane production by about 9.6 million tons per year. This suggests that the absence of megafaunal methane emissions may have contributed to the abrupt climatic cooling on the onset of the Younger Dryas. The decrease in the atmospheric methane that occurred at that time, as recorded in ice cores, was two to four times more rapid than any other decrease in the last half million years, suggesting that an unusual mechanism was at work. The hyperdisease hypothesis states that megafaunal die-off was due to an indirect transmission of diseases by newly arriving aboriginal humans. According to some scientists, aboriginals are animals traveling with them, such as domestic dogs or livestock introduced one or more highly virulent diseases into new environments whose native populations had no immunity to, eventually leading to their extinction. Case selection animals such as the now extinct megafauna are especially vulnerable to disease as opposed to our selection animals who have a shorter gestation period and a higher population size. Humans are thought to be the sole cause as other earlier migrations of animals into North America from Eurasia did not cause extinction. There are many problems with this theory in the scientific community as this disease would have to meet several criteria it has to be able to sustain itself in an environment with no hosts. 
it has to have a high infection rate and be extremely lethal with a mortality rate of 50 to 75%. Disease has to be very vir virulent to kill off all the individuals of a genus or species. And such a virulent disease as West Nile virus is unlikely to have caused extinction. However, diseases have been the cause for some extinction. The introduction of the avian malaria and avipox virus, for example, have had a negative impact on the endemic birds of Hawaii. The loss of species from ecological communities, defaunation, is primarily driven by human activities. This has resulted in empty forest ecological communities depleted of large vertebrates. This is not to be confused with extinction, as it includes both the disappearance of species and the declines in abundance. Defaunation effects were first implied at the Samosium of plant-animal interactions at the University of Campanas, Brazil, in 1988 in the context of neotropical forests. Since then, the term has gained broader usage in conversation biology as a global phenomenon. Big cat populations have severely declined over the last half century and could face extinction in the following decades. According to IUCN estimates, lions are down to 25,000 from 450,000. Leopards are down to 50,000 from 750,000. Cheetahs are down to 12,000 from 45,000. Tigers are down to 3,000 in the wild from 50,000. A December 2016 study by the Zoological Society of London, Panthera Corporation and Wildlife Conservation Society showed that cheetahs are far closer to extinction than previously thought, with only 7,100 remaining in the wild and crammed with only 9% of their historic range. Human pressures are to blame for the cheetah population crash, including prey loss due to overhunting by people, retaliatory killing from farmers, habitat loss, and the illegal wildlife trade. We are seeing the effects of 7 billion people on the planet. At present rates, we will lose the big cats in 10 to 15 years says the co-founder of the National Geographic Big Cats Initiative. Various species are predicted to become extinct in the near future. Among them the rhinoceros, primates, pangolins and giraffes. Hunting alone threatens birds and mammalian populations around the world. Scientists claim that the growing demand for meat is contributing to biodiversity loss, as this is a significant driver of deforestation, 
and habitat destruction. Species-rich habitats, such as significant portions of the Amazon region, are being converted to agriculture for meat production. Moreover, a 2006 report by the Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations asserted that the livestock sector is a leading player in biodiversity loss. Your journey is now ending. the Sapphire Planet. Goodbye from the Sapphire Planet. Own a piece of the planet. Now you can purchase Sapphire Planet merchandise online at sapphireplanet.com.